to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. Tonight on Universe Box. You need this all-in-one wine dispenser. Molly Ringwald joins Riverdale. And David Ayers answers the siren song. This is Universe Box. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Amber Simone. This is Universe Box for December 15, 2016. Hiya, how are you doing, Anne Marie? I, 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 I'm good. How about you, Bill? Hey, 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 how are you doing? Hey, hey, I'm hanging in there. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been about a week. Since we've done the old Universe Box show? Typically, we go... Well, it's now a weekly show. It was a twice-a-weekly show. It was show. a bi-weekly show. We went to weekly show because it was... Let's just be honest. It was just too much, and there wasn't that much to talk about. But it, it, now, it's a, <laughs> now it's a little less, but it's a much better show for it's it. It's a much better show for it. But you know what, Anne-Marie? You know what's really kind of kind of in my craw? What? Is that uh, at work, the entire office is sort of infused with this, Christmas is almost here, we're all leaving for vacation... There's work to do, but we really don't care about it. <laughs> we will talk like, about it again in January. Yeah, it's a, it's a very uh, sort of blase, but stay busy. Stay busy kind of stuff. Look busy. Look busy. Here, take this ham. Which, which is good, good because, you know, <laughs> I, I, I have a, at least I have the podcast stuff to keep me nice and sharp. You gotta keep it sharp. Uh, which my vision is also now sharp, too, because if you didn't notice, uh, I'm not wearing my glasses because I have... He I don't got know the content. No, no, don't be, don't be Gotham. Um, I, I have contact lenses now, and this is my first podcast doing a uh, podcast with contact lenses. So Crazy. I'm a little nervous. I'm like, is one going to fly out of my eye mid show? I don't that's, have my glasses nearby. That's not really how that goes. Well, yeah, I, I'm learning. I'm learning. You know, okay. things are things are slowly bringing themselves to light uh, as far as uh, the contact lenses are. But you know what? Hmm. I'm seeing clearly. So. I can see clearly. Can you see clearly? Now. Yes, I can. Well, that's good because we're looking into the world of television and serialized streaming storytelling in Televisionary. Okay, so what's first up, Amory? First up, Molly Ringwald as Archie's mom on the CW's Riverdale. So this Ooh. isn't the Archie that you remember. Coming in January, Molly Ringwald will be joining the cast of the CW's Riverdale, a series that will be take a gritty look at the um, YA. Wait, hold on. Taking a gritty <laughs> YA adaption of the Archie comics. There we go. That's the right sentence. <laughs> uh, Ringwald will be portraying Mary Andrews, Archie's mom. Her husband will be played by Luke Perry. Of 90210 fame. Ooh. Ooh, Luke Perry. Also of eight seconds fame. Eight seconds? You remember that movie? No. Eight seconds? He was a he was a rodeo rider? No. You don't remember that? No. Well, you do I remember was actually never really we, a Luke Perry guy. Oh, you weren't? Girl. Or gal. Um, but you know, you, you do remember this story, so what'd you think about it? Um, so I completely forgot about the show until I saw this article come across. I was like, oh, that's all sorts of fun. Um, and it looks like it's joining um, The 100 and iZombie as the winter, bigger, the bigger winter shows mm -hmm. since the entire fall was all superheroes, shiny superheroes all the time. All in each other's shows. So you Everybody's have to crossing forward. over, so you have to watch 17 hours of TV a week. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I know you guys love those. Um, now, I'm not an expert on the Archie comics by any stretch of the imagination, um, but I do look forward to seeing Molly Ringwald and Luke Perry on screen 
together, like as a couple couple. Um, it's, I also have a weak spot for YA books, TV shows, movies, things that I have aged out of 20 years ago, <laughs> but I still love them. Well, it's interesting you mentioned seeing them as a couple because I something that was kind of said in the article made me think maybe they might not be, but yeah, you know. Oh, if, did I read that wrong? As, as far as Archie, uh, you know, a few years ago I would have completely uh, been been completely down on a dark and gritty version of the Archie mythos, mm-hmm. but after uh, there was this comic book series that uh, our listener Hope Molinax turned me on to, Afterlife with Archie, mm-hmm. uh, where basically Archie and his friends lived through a zombie apocalypse, and it changed my mind on it quite a bit. I was like, okay. It, I guess with enough talent and enough care, you can kind of take these characters into other sort of genres. Right. Uh, be, all that being said, I still don't really like CW shows that much. So I'm a little, I, I'll probably watch the first episode. Right. Like, I'm not saying this is going to be the next greatest thing in the world, but you know what? The 100 and the eyes on BR. So. <laughs> Maybe. But I, I, I did think it was Sorry. interesting. I read this in the article that Molly Ringwald and Luke Perry, uh, that they, they, they're, they're going to be separated and that Molly Ringwald's character, Mrs. Andrews, is going to be coming back to town in the on the eve of all this weirdness that's supposed to be mm-hmm. going on to the show, in the show. It, and it also, having them as mom and pops uh, kind of makes me a little sad. Mm. Uh, well, for one... Why? Because we're old now? Yeah, yeah, just because they seem they seem too young to be playing the parents of older teenagers. And they're really you know? not. Plus, Luke Perry probably doesn't know how to make a really good burger, and Pops ran the diner in That's Riverdale. True. So I, I wonder if they're going to have that, if they're going to have that carryover. Maybe it'll be the same set as Luke's diner from Gilmore Girls. <gasps> uh, it could be. It really could be. Because, ooh, that's a whole different kind of Luke's diner. Yeah, but you know, like it, like I said, it appears that the Andrews are separated or divorced or something. Or, but she hasn't been around for a while in any case. So I wonder if she her return sort of factors into the weird part of this Archie's weird Archie's mysteries, weird uh, mysteries. Re- reboot. Which, if you've never seen Archie's weird mysteries. It's an old, I think it was a ABC Family Show. Something. So freeform. Yeah, it was basically <laughs> X Files with the Archie characters. It's really cute. Uh, kid number three was kind of addicted to it for about a year. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of Archie's weird mysteries. You know, and we didn't mention uh, that we do have a live chat room going on during I our recording know. of the show every eight thirty p.m. Thursday nights at live.universebox.com, and we have a couple people here. We have Angel and Guest five four nine a two, who I think is a robot. No, Guest uh, would like to change. Doesn't oh, know how oh, to fix I, their I'm name. I'm getting there. I'm okay. getting there. But uh, let's see. Um, first of all, they wanted to remind us that uh, Luke Perry was in the Buffy movie, and then Angel. Uh, re- regarding my uh, contacts, Angel asked. How do they feel? Uh, they feel kind of weird. I'm still getting used to them. It's day two, uh, <laughs> full day, day two, two. Uh, day three of having them. But uh, it's getting easier slightly. I and uh, then I uh, guess says remember to blink so they don't dry out. That will mess them up quicker than anything. Mm-hmm. And guests also ask how to uh, change their nickname in the chat room. What you do, and I'm going to put it here in the chat room for you. You put a forward slash n i c k space then your new nickname just like that. Guest is Monica. Oh, okay. Hi, I Monica. Guess is Monica. Oh, Mojo makes sense now. Definitely, definitely. But that's how you change your nick, uh, mm-hmm. slash nick, and then whatever your your new nickname is. Mm-hmm. Uh, little uh, helpful tip. Helpful tips from Bill and Universe Marie. Box. Yes. Okay, so Anne Marie, what's our next story? Hip hop, Great Gatsby episode of The Simpsons. 
Yeah, you heard that right. So with so many years of episodes <laughs> under their belt, The Simpsons is taking quite a turn with its plotline, an adaptation of The Great Gatsby starring some of music's biggest hip-hop artists. Snoop Dogg, RZA, and Common will be um, presenting? No, interpreting the, oh, presenting The Great Fatsby. They'll be the spinning episode. rhymes. Narrated by Homer himself. Interesting. Right? I'm guessing he won't be doing much of the rapping. You know, I really hope not. He speaks too slow to be a rapper. <laughs> my opinion. Yeah, a little bit. But I, what did you think about this, Anne-Marie? Well, that's something. <laughs> um, I never know what to think of these Simpsons episodes because they are just getting wackier and wackier and wackier. And I stopped regularly watching quite a while ago. However, I really do like when Snoop guests on things because I love yeah. Snoop. Snoop See, this, I think it's act. a sign of our age also is that we're <laughs> like, nah, I I, rec- I like Snoop. I don't know who this is. It's like when our parents thing. were like, I really like when Luther Vandross or Barry White guest stars on something. Yeah, you know? basically. But it's I've Snoop. now become the old lady, but Snoop. So I might <laughs> have to watch that one. Yeah, I, I do have to wonder, though, if this hip-hop reimagining of an old story wasn't inspired by Hamilton, uh, the musical. Well, it just, it, it kind of fits the same profile. Oh, it does. I'm just... I also, uh, I mean, obviously it's not going to be uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, but the article doesn't say who composed the beats and rhymes, so I'm a little, little hesitant to get You're excited. You're a Lizzle? I'm a li- Lizzle Bizzle to get uh, excizzle about it. Well, it said that it's the same guy who does the music for Empire. Oh, okay. Which is based, I believe, I don't watch Empire, I've heard I should, uh-huh. but around like a hip-hop club. Mm-hmm. So there is like a lot of rappers and the such have guested on with, it with i'm sure a lot of input from the simpsons writers themselves because if if not why it's, why even do it without that spirit right and i'm pretty sure snoopers in common probably just rewrote their own words anyway yeah probably because that's not what they Did a little improv a little improv okay so uh now time to grab some popcorn find your seat we're opening up the curtain on a little segment we like to call cinematters <laughs> Okay, now as we do every Thursday, we want to let you know about a few movies that are coming to a theater near you. Near you. Uh, a few standouts for this week include Rogue One, Collateral Beauty, Solace, and The Hollow Point. Uh, so here's a little more info on the two selections we found interesting. Anne-Marie, why don't you go first? <laughs> okay, so I chose Collateral Beauty. Okay, so when Howard, a.k.a. Will Smith, loses his child, he basically also loses his mind. Um, The only way that he keeps going is he writes letters, but it's not to people. It's to things, specifically death, time, and love. Mm. Um, His friends are obviously Those aren't people? Those are not people. Well, they're people in this movie. (laughs) So his friends are obviously very concerned and trying to help him deal with his grief and all that, like... And as is usual, he's really, really smart. There's a lot of dominoes going mm-hmm. on in the movie. Um, and they try and figure out ways to help him deal with his grief and the tricks that his mind's playing on him because he does start telling people that death, time, and love have all come to visit him. Mm. Okay, so... so with the, they, they bring the notes. They're like, you wrote to me, I'm love. And I'm like, oh. If we're doing the Oscar bait checklist, we have a really smart guy who sees things that aren't there. Check. Uh, has been affected by tragedy wait, wait, wait. in his life. Will Smith. Will Smith. Check. Check. Um, Helen Mirren. Check. Helen Mirren. Check. Uh, released in the winter. Check. check. Um, and well, it's not about Hollywood though. So it's not about Hollywood, but it's very. It seems like a very good Christmas movie because it's about hope. 
Mm-hmm. It has a happy theme. You can tell there's yeah. going to be a good ending. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're Will gonna... Smith dies at the end. No, no, I don't not, think not, so. Not the character, the, the actual actor. Because uh, like the fourth wall break happens and he's like, okay, done with this movie. He walks out uh, out off of the set and an anvil falls on but him. But then how's he going to do Deadshot? Spoilers. Yeah, that's true. He's got to dead shot. Well, you have to be dead to be dead shot. No, I'm kidding. No, that's not <laughs> how that works. Uh, but either way, uh, it seems like the perfect story around the holidays. I love it. I can't wait to see it. It is very Christmas Carol-like, which is probably why I like it. Mm-hmm. I kind of have an obsession. If you're in the Universe Box group, you understand this. <laughs> I like all of the Christmas Carols all of the time. Yeah, and Angel T in the chat room says uh, collateral. She says point, but I, I think she means beauty. Seems like a very interesting yes. concept, which, yeah, yeah, it's a pretty interesting concept. Pretty interesting. Okay, yeah, uh, no. now obviously there's a big movie that we're not talking we're about. We're not talking we really about it. We really don't care we about do it. We do not care. But uh, I wanted to talk about a, a documentary film, actually, called Bad Kids. Hmm. Uh, now, it's a, about a group of uh, teachers at a Mojave Desert High School that take an unconventional approach to improving the lives of their struggling students. So, you know, basically, they will touch these kids. You know, that kind of old trope, that old cinema or television, uh, depending on it, trope. Mm-hmm. Now, now, while the premise is pretty cliche for a fictional movie, mm-hmm. I, the fact that it's a documentary has got me more interested than I would be in a fictional movie with okay. the same concept anyway. Now, I, I grew up with a lot of uh, mixed up, lost kids, like, are featured yeah. in, in the film. So I think it'll be interesting to see how these teachers kind of try to turn them around just by, it, from the trailer, it seems like just by being nice to them, unlike the other people in their lives. So It's amazing what being nice to people will do. Yes, definitely. Just, just be nice people, guys. Just can, be nice people. It can turn a whole life around. You could turn a world on with your smile. No, no, you can't. But possibly. Okay, I, but speaking of smiles, though, yeah. and turning the world on, uh, what's yeah, our next buddy. story? Uh, David Ayer and Margot Robbie team up again for Gotham City Sirens movie. Ooh. So with the success of Ayer's Suicide Squad, it's only natural for it to hit the sequel stride. Warner Brothers has been working on a Deadshot, a.k.a. Will Smith sequel, but it looks like Gotham City Sirens is going to be on the fast track. Sirens, Sirens which traditionally features Harley Quinn, Catwoman, and Poison Ivy, will be written by... Uh, Geneva Robertson Dwarat, mm. who was just a very well acclaimed female writer. I just wanted to, because yeah. I saw people giving pushback about there not being a female director, and it just made no sense to me. Yeah, I, a little silly. A little silly. Uh, but but uh, no, and I th- I, th- I thought I had read that Catwoman was confirmed to be in the movie. Well, I just at least Catwoman. I don't know, I know about Poison Ivy. I hadn't seen that. That's actually one of my big things. Um, uh, yay. I think Margot Robbie <laughs> did an amazing job as Harley Quinn, and I think it would be a sin for Suicide Squad to be her only like DC movie appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, while she could totally carry the film, and I think she carried a lot of Suicide Squad, I'm excited yeah. to see who gets cast as Catwoman and Ivy. Uh, the vision that Air brought to the screen in Suicide Squad was very intense, all up in your face, and I can't wait to see that <laughs> applied to Sirens. Now, I just looked up the screenwriter just because I hadn't heard of her before, uh-huh. and apparently she hasn't actually released any movies yet. She has... There was I like three... Well, she's working on a bunch of eight them. eight or nine uh, announced here. She has a Sherlock Holmes 3, ROM, uh, a, a Mask adaptation, Dungeons & Dragons, Tomb Raider... And Gotham City Sirens. Interesting. So, so a lot of uh, sort of genre adaptations of. So maybe she's good at like adaptations. So like mm-hmm. maybe other things that she's written that do not belong on IMDb are yeah. like good interpretations of a previously done work or series. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it, but it should be know. interesting, though. I, I am definitely glad to see this picture moving forward, yes. though. Uh, Margot Robbie has a passion for the character. She's actually the one who spearheaded this film getting made. That she, doesn't surprise me because it just seemed to have mm-hmm. such a connection for her. And Air uh, being involved ensures it'll be uh, the same consistent tone uh, that uh, she they had mm-hmm. for her award winning, by the way, this week. Oh, what did she win? Best Actress in an Action Film by the Critics' Choice Awards uh, for <clears throat> Suicide Squad. Critics' Choice. I'm just Critics' <laughs> Choice. Throwing that out there. Yeah, but I, I'm very excited to see, also very excited to see a new, more comic booky interpretation of Catwoman since the one from Dark Knight Rises kind of sucked. I didn't really, I think, what was it, Anne Hathaway, I think, played her? And it just wasn't. I, I, actually, I haven't seen Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Probably because I don't like Anne Hathaway. And, and because, you know, it was the Christopher Nolan Batverse. It was like, she can't be Catwoman. She's, you know, a cat burglar, which is okay. But just with like these weird sunglasses on. And they look kind of cat-like. They had to make her pretty if it's Anne Hathaway. Yeah, I guess so. It's one of those situations. But uh, over in the chat room, let's see here. Angel T says, I already said this in my blather Skype, which we'll, we'll be getting to in a mm-hmm. little bit. But I'm excited for Gotham City Sirens. Harley, Ivy, and Selina are some of my favorite female characters in the Batman universe. Yep. And uh, Monica says, "Yeah, maybe she did sequels for the thea- for theater." Yeah, like maybe she wrote a script, like a, a play, oh, okay, sequel or something. It's like that. also possible. A lot of times, the, the way just, someone breaks in like this is they do like a really well acclaimed like short film or something for film school, and then they you know get a good agent and they get hired for all these things. Others, other things. Half of them work out and half of them don't. But I, those are a lot of big titles. Yeah, so I'm sure that probably at least a few of them. I was going to say she's not going to be listed as like the main writer for that many things if she's not that good. Yeah, so. yeah. But very exciting. Gotham very, City very. Sirens coming to a theater near you in 2018. After the Batman solo movie. Okay. Which is coming in 2018? 2018, yeah. They did announce that this week. It's not one of our main stories. That's, but, that's a little side note for you. But it's going to start shooting in the spring probably. Woo-hoo. Okay, so now we're going to take a gigabyte out of the future without microchipping our teeth. Let's get Technological. technological. What's up first, Anne-Marie? Voice-controlled lighting from Comcast. So taking a page from Alexa, Siri, and the rest, Comcast is tapping into the voice-activated market. Comcast will be working with General Electric and Senglid to allow you to to talk into a remote and turn your lights on. The company is hoping to get... um, a lot of late adapters on board, like the people who aren't rushing out for late adopters. Ele- That's what I said. You said late adapters. Adapters, adopters. Well, an adapter when speaking about technological stuff <laughs> is a whole I guess different that does, thing. It is a bit of everything. Um, but it's you know the people who aren't rushing out for the technology, but it's already there, so they just like this is like a we turned it on type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want Comcast turning anything on in my house ever. <laughs> so that is my first thing. No, 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 no. I have always been very creeped out by these sort of devices i'm looking at you iphone um Mm. but now the cable company well not my cable company is doing it too thankfully we live in an area with his choices um however i'm not sure how um this is too much of an advantage since you still have to speak into a remote for it to get to work like i feel like the clapper worked better because you Mm -hmm. could be anywhere and clap 
Yeah, and I, like you said, you know, I really hate these always-on listening devices that are connected to the internet. It's super creepy, super 1984 kind yeah. of stuff. Please don't do that. I, and, uh, you know, after seeing a smart home taken over by hackers on this season of Mr. Robot, oh. uh, they, they basically use it to get the woman to leave her house so they can take it over. It's kind of like their hacker den. Like they have uh, the heater going up and down and the lights blinking and the oh. alarm going off and... Yeah, it's nuts. I, I I don't think I'm a huge fan of this whole like uh, house of the future concept anyway, or mm. the Internet of Things. It's also called. I, I I'm also not really big on voice control in general. It's clunky and awkward, and it, it, it's really awkward to use unless you're in your a room by yourself if and you're, it's quiet. Yeah, if you're with somebody and you're like, oh, just one second, hey machine, do something for me. Mm-hmm. It just feels awkward and unnatural. I'd rather just hit a button. You know, I, I I really also don't see how shouting a command into your remote is more convenient than just flipping the switch in a room. It's not like television where you need to mess with it constantly. You want to channel flip. You want to get up and change the channel or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Basically, generally, when you're dealing with lighting in your house, you walk in the room. You flip, you flip the, the switch, switch. You walk out of the room. You if you're energy con- conscious, you, you flip it off. it off. You know, so uh, I, I just, you know, turn the light on, then move on, I say. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it doesn't seem like... I don't think this needs to be voice activated. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a, a value add. Uh, over no. in the chat room, Monica says, could you do it remotely, like to pretend you're home when you aren't? Yeah, but by the same token... Maybe. Well, we don't know. You can't say yeah. I, well, we I, don't know the distance. Yeah. I, I, I mean, the picture on the article, which who knows how accurate it is, has someone holding a smartphone doing it. And I know there are uh, products like Nest that'll do that for you. Mm. But by the same token, you could you can also pick up like a $3 timer uh, that, and plug a lamp into it and just have it come on at an automated time every day. Mm-hmm. And off at a if, if you want to do that sort of thing. Yeah. I, I don't think an internet connected device that's always on listening is required or even more yeah. helpful than the $3 timer. Uh, but uh, on to something else that is even less helpful. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. The $1,500 plum wine machine. So if you fancy or are very particular about your wine, I have got the machine for you. The plum <laughs> wine machine can open, store, sort, and pour your wine for you at optimal temperatures and extends the life of your wine, which I don't know how that completely works. Plum offers limited Wi-Fi capabilities, a 7-inch touchscreen, parent controls, and is made of water-molded stainless steel. Doesn't this sound like a dream come true? Well, then pony up the $1,500 and pre-order one now. <laughs> the machines are set to ship in sept- or spring 2017. Gosh, only $1,500? Totally. Whoa. So, wow. Wow. Just wow um this sounds a amazing <clears throat> not that i'm going to spend fifteen hundred dollars on this machine but i can see the benefits mm. i am the type of person who likes to have a glass or two of wine <laughs> um Prefer- preferably a, a plastic tumbler of, of course wine. a plastic tumbler of wine and not a whole bottle of wine mm. <clears throat> call me crazy call me crazy i don't know what you're talking about. um but and you know what if i spent more than ten dollars a bottle I might be upset if, you know, my my wine sat and got not so awesome. Uh, But the fact that this machine can identify and properly store wine and keep it tasty does kind of sound very cool. At least if I was somebody who could afford it. (laughs) Okay, so I have a couple thoughts on this. I'm sure you do. One, this product assumes that I'm not going to drink two bottles of wine in one night. 
bad assumption. Two, it automatically <laughs> chills the wine, which is gross. I usually no. Only, no, I usually only drink red wine, and that's best served at room temperature. Not necessarily. Certain wines should be served at certain temperatures. It even true. says in the article that it'll chill a Sauvignon Blanc, I believe, until a 44 degree temperature and a Cabernet. But that's the press 66. release for this machine telling you that. Yes. They don't know what they're talking about when it comes to wine. I'm Googling. Three, the only person who would possibly use this is the type of person who thinks it's worth around $1,500 to have a wine cooler with an internet connection. Sounds like your typical wino, actually. Yeezy! Yeezy, Yeezy could could be use one of these machines. but mm, I wonder if they had one at that meeting. Possibly. I, we'll be talking well, about I know. that in just a minute. Nice tease, though, uh, for sure. You're welcome. Uh, over in the chat, Angel says, honestly, I don't like wine, so I'm fine without something like that in my life. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's basically a kegerator for wine. It is a kegerator <laughs> for wine. And it but looks like it travels. Expensive. It looks like it travels. Like, it's not massive. Mm-hmm. Uh, because somebody in the article was like, oh, when, I, when I'm when i traveling, I only like to have, I like to have a glass or two of wine. But then I've wasted this whole bottle. Mm-hmm. And he's like, now I don't have to. And I'm like, are you just carrying around this Wi-Fi enabled <laughs> $1,500 machine with you? I'm not putting that in storage. Angel also says, "I suppose it would be handy if you handy mm. if you host a lot of get-togethers." But, but if it, you're hosting, yeah, it only you're going to go through more. It only holds two bottles of wine, mm-hmm. and they have to chill because there's a chiller thing. The one cool thing about it, I thought, was that you put the wine in, mm-hmm. and it scans the label. There's a camera that scans the label, and then it shows you which wine is in which yes. one on a digital display. And uh, let's see, over in the chat room, Monica <laughs> says, "I like AMD's uh, price consciousness, probably because I'm partial to Bill's." Consumption level. That's fantastic. Very good. Very like good. It. Okay. Well, we're going to get back into the news in just a minute. But first, we have an announcement. We uh, have an announcement. <laughs> if, if you're a, a follower of, of us over on Patreon, you know every month we do a patron hangout yep. where uh, you and us and uh, anyone else who supports us on Patre- Patreon Everybody. can get together and hang out. And everyone else can watch it live on YouTube. Like all, <laughs> They all of can watch stuff. us have the fun. Yeah. Yeah, but we're going to do another one uh, this month, December. I know December's close to being over. We're going to do it a week from today, next Thursday, after our very special Christmas episode mm-hmm. of Universe Box, where we're doing the Universe Box gift exchange. There Woo-hoo! might be some special skits or something we're thinking about working Oh, uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, uh, but we're going to have some special We have so much stuff to open up and show you. It's oh, yeah. kind of ridiculous. Just just the stuff we got from... Uh, nope. Sh- yeah, from nope. Sh- that one show sh- alone. We don't talk okay. about the shows. Okay, but uh, we did get one letter on this I wanted to mention. Because, uh, you know, if you participated in the gift exchange then it uh it means that you know you got a gift and we ask that you could send a video uh, hopefully a video if not just or a, a picture or a you voicemail know, a letter an extended tweet talking about your gift and uh hope writes in hey bill i was wondering when our video for the gift exchange is due i still haven't received my secret santa present and i need to know how much i have to record uh to edit a video once it gets here so basically since we're doing it next thursday we probably need to have your video anytime before next Thursday. Like would be Wednesday great. night would be awesome. If you want to send it in next Thursday, you need to make sure to have it into us by noon. So I have enough time to get home and edit it into the final video we'll be playing of all the videos. Mm-hmm. So, But then uh, our episode next week, next Thursday, 8.30 p.m. EST is going to be the Christmas episode. We're just opening things. And right after that, we're we'll going to do, do the patron hangout. Where we can talk about all, all the things. Folks, all the stuff we got. Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of nice little uh, universe box wrap up to the year. Yes. Uh, speaking of all that. All that. 
Why don't we tell them a little bit about Patreon? If you don't know what Patreon is, uh, you can get to ours over at patreon.com slash universe box. It's a way to support the creators you love, like us. Us. Other people, but mostly support us. us. I, but it, it's a real simple sort of subscription service. You can donate anywhere from a dollar a month to $2 a month to $3 a month to $4 a month to $6 a month. But, but you know but, what? But you forgot the most important of all. The most important of all, yes. The most important level support level of all is $5 a month. For $5 a month, you become a member of the $5 Star Patrons Club. That's the $5, $5 Star Patrons Club. That's not the theme. We're going to keep working on that. We're workshopping we're gonna, it. We're, we're working on the theme. It. And maybe if we get one or two more $5 Star Patrons, we can outsource it. That'd be good. Hi. Okay, but you get two major benefits for being a member of the Star $5 Star Patrons Club. One, mm -hmm. we read your name out on every episode of every podcast we do. For the entire month, you donate $5. Totes. Two... We're going to buy you a kegerator, not one of those wine kegerators. With no, no $1,500 kegerator. But a kegerator. And by kegerator, I mean we're going to take a piece of notebook paper, and draw write one. kegerator on it, and send it to you. Just the word kegerator. But it's still awesome. The people who are getting a kegerator this month are Becca Baca, Angel, Holly Max 79, Monica Jones, Other Anne Marie, Sage of Earth, aka Patty, uh, Harry Seidler, Timothy Peters, Robert Cattler, Hope Mullinax, Jessica Gonzalez, Jacob Newman, and cause a commotion. Boop, boop. You guys are the best. Totes. Better than all the rest. And better you can be than better than all the rest. And you can be better than all the rest too by going over to patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember burr. And then remember to think outside. Said. Okay. So <laughs> Well now I've scrolled crazy things. Oh it's Go fine. Ahead. Okay, so it, you know what? it's fine, Amory. It's What's fine. It's on? fine to be crazy. You know why? Because we're about to throw on our headphones. And warm up our pipes. Me, me, la, me, la, me, la, me, la, 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 la. We're going right. to make sure your modern music knowledge is in tune. That was something. That's always something. <laughs> okay, so what's our first story? So the top-selling artist of 2016. So the top-selling artist of... You showed it. That's fine. Go ahead. Keep talking. The top-selling artist of 2016 did not set foot on a single tour stage. He wasn't featured on the Today Show or Ellen. He beat out Drake, Kanye, and Beyonce. Ladies and gentlemen, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Mozart's 225 is over 240 hours of Mozart's music in a 200-disc compilation box set. All right, everybody, slow clap. Okay. Okay. So this is we, we don't do slow claps very well. We don't we don't do them well at all. Um, this is fantastic and gives me hope for all of mankind. Um, what a way to commemorate the 225th uh, anniversary of the musician's death. I will point out. <clears throat> so it's a 200 disc compilation, and every time you buy the entire thing, it counts as 200 discs. So only like 5,000 people actually bought this. Mm -hmm. and well, it was the still full set. The full uh, set. You could also buy the disc uh, individually and it would count towards this total. Okay, see, that makes a lot more sense. Because yeah. when I read that, I was like, does the math even work there? Because it feels <laughs> wrong. So, okay, well, there's that. But yay, Mozart. Super yay, Mozart. Super yay, Mozart. And, and you know, it's just, there's something to be said for the classics. Mm -hmm. uh, the existence of the box set itself owes a lot to Mozart's works being in the public domain though mm. i think uh bigger acts like beyonce and drake won't be going into the public domain for decades so nah. that that's one of many reasons they won't reach this level of sales right uh but you know what i i, I just because of that i wouldn't expect the complete yeezy anytime soon but i want the complete yeezy everybody wants the complete yeezy uh over in the chat chat room angel t says yay go classical music exactly yay 
go classical music. But speaking of the complete Yeezy, uh, <clears throat> the complete Yeezy uh, hit New York this week, right? Yep. Kanye and Trump. Huh. So this week after meeting with President-elect Trump, Kanye West all but announced that he will run for office in 2024 with a single tweet, hashtag 2024. <laughs> Yeezy seems to be taking his lead from Trump on how to proceed and requested the meeting to talk about issues that included bullying, supporting tissue, <laughs> not tissues, <laughs> supporting tissues, <laughs> supporting teachers, modernizing curriculums and violence in Chicago. West finds it important to have a direct line of contact with the president. Very interesting. Very interesting. Amory, your thoughts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'm not quite sure what to make of any of this, basically. Uh, Kanye has only been out of the hospital for a short period of time, folks. It seems like a really bad time to jump mm -hmm. into politics. Um, I have so many concerns. I really don't know what to begin. Uh, <laughs> what I know... Ugh. How, what I do know, however, is if they were talking about bullying, I know who they need to start with. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. And your turn? And scene. And scene. Well, you know, this is a classic case of game respect game. Uh, whatever they discussed, it was enough. To... I wish I could look at things the way you do sometimes. Because <laughs> this makes me twitchy. I just think, you know, whatever they discussed, it was enough to push Kanye's presidential uh, run out for years. Uh, See, that's terrifying. So I, I think it's really cute uh, that Kanye also tweeted out a Trump signed copy of the Time Magazine, the person of the year Time Magazine cover with Trump on it yeah. after the meeting. So he's like a total Trump fanboy. Yeah, but is, did you watch the video? I did. He's he, like, I just want to take a picture. I'm like, well, I, th I, th I think the thing was, is he didn't want to talk to the press about it. Like he, he just wanted to go in there, talk to Trump and get out. But Trump was like, oh, we have to talk to the press now because my do. famous friend is here. Uh, but the most striking thing in that video uh, to me was all of the gold in the lobby of the Trump Tower. I've been there once. And oh, really? I, but I completely forgot how garish it is. I, it almost hurts to look at. It does hurt to look and, at. And the thing is, it's not like pure like ah blinding you gold it's more just like it's gold it's, it's gold and then like kind of tarnished too so it's just like it, it kind of hurts your brain to look at yeah but i i'd almost completely block that out because i think i went to the trump tower in like 2003 maybe so uh, it, it's been oh, right. years and years and years since I've, i wasn't there to see trump or yeezy I, I meet up with them down at Gino's Pizza on 27th Street. Uh, but okay, so uh, you know you know what pizza comes in? Yeah, let's go. A box. So what's in the box? You're about to find out. We've each selected a special story to discuss. Let's pop open the universe box. Okay, hold on to your wands, folks. Uh, uh, back away from the statement. Okay, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> Um, I'm just letting you live with that one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, there was supposed to be another Weasley, guys. Guys, there was another Weasley. So the hidden Weasley. The hidden Weasley. Uh, J.K. Rowling says that there was another Weasley. It was going to be a cousin who was supposed to sort of take on the Rita Skeeter role of the series. And she was a Slytherin. <laughs> and she was a foil for Hermione. And... And was all sorts of crazy and annoying and awful and came to live at the borough for a summer. And everybody was like, ah, that person. <laughs> and I really, really can't wait to see what the Potter fanfic universe does with this one. Because mm -hmm. it's going to be crazy. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. The, the Lost Weasley. The Lost Weasley. It's this. Uh, she's like the daughter of two muggles, too. <laughs> 
Okay, over in the chat room, uh, in reference to our Trump-Kanye story, Monica says, Trump was uh, just desperate for a pick with an African-American supporter. Then, sorry, no politics promise. Ignore. The no politics promise actually ended with the election. Yeah, that was for the election year. I Uh, have held back so many pop culture and entertainment articles over the past two months. I I also don't think we're going to be... uh, Doing it again. Yeah, well, I don't think we're going to be, like talking a lot about politics or anything like that but at the same time uh it was news yeah it was news so it's cool it's all good okay so uh, my universe box for this week uh is and this is really exciting dc universe and hanna-barbera are crossing over with these annuals that they've announced uh they're going to be crossing over uh the dc universe with their postmodern hanna-barbera line Mm -hmm. uh for several annuals including green lantern space ghost suicide squad banana splits and the one i'm most excited about the one up on the screen right now Flintstones and Booster Gold. What's up, Fred? Woo! Yeah, yeah. Fred is a Fred is not Fred the, is a bodybuilder. Not the Flintstone, you know, nope. uh, for sure. Uh, now, if you aren't familiar, with, uh, everyone's familiar with the Flintstones. But if you're not mm-hmm. familiar with uh, Booster Gold, what started as sort of an '80s commentary on '80s greed, uh, eventually uh, around like 2005, evolved into. To DC's version of Quantum Leap, but set in the DC universe, where Booster Gold hopped around to all these famous events in the history of DC, the DC universe mm-hmm. and kind of intervened a, as much as he could. Uh, now, the, the plot of this book is to stop an alien invasion in the modern day. Booster has to travel back to Bedrock to find out how the cavemen handled the the aliens the first time they arrived on Earth back in prehistoric days. Mm -hmm. Now, I've said it before and I'll say it again. uh, The Flintstones is the best comic book series I've read all year. And combining them with one of my favorite DC characters has me very excited. He's like super excited. I'm thrilled. He's hiding it right now, but it's great. I'm very excited. (laughs) I, by, by the way, I, I got caught up uh, on the last couple issues over the weekend of the Flintstones and mm-hmm. really good stuff. They did because re- uh, they basically uh, the origins of the town of Bedrock is they were all, you know, cave people. And then they fought the tree people and took over the land and cut it all down oh, and, you know, cool. built a quarry and stuff. Quarry? Quarry. quarry. Uh, and so uh, one of the most recent issues was sort of like this kind of like treaties on war and Fred and Barney in the war and what it cost them and why they did it and everything. It was really very, very moving. I really enjoyed it. I, people think I'm joking. I'm not. The Flintstones. No, he's serious. Legitimately a great book. Mm-hmm. Legitimately. And Monica in the chat room says uh, that she loved Quantum Leap and she's very interested. Woo-hoo. Good. Okay. So Anne-Marie, what, what kind of uh, holidays are we, we coming upon uh, tomorrow on Friday, uh, December 16th? Guys, we have some really, really good ones. Prepare, Excellent. Prepare yourself. Tomorrow is Ugly Sweater Day. Mm-hmm. Ugly Christmas Sweater, to be specific. Not just your general run-of-the-mill ugly sweater. <laughs> ugly Christmas Sweater. Chocolate-covered anything day. Nice. Sold. Um, underdog Day. Like not, the superhero? No, not the superhero. Like Just if you're an underdog? Just if you're an underdog. It is also the Day of Reconciliation and Free Shipping Day. However, I'd like to know who honors free shipping day. I will mm-hmm. be completing my Christmas shopping. So basically, uh, what you need to do is you need to take your ugly Christmas sweater, dip it in chocolate, <gasps> put it underneath no! of a dog, uh, reconcile that all that together with a, uh, some in a packaging in a bow, and then ship it out because it's free shipping day. I also, you know, we usually give out homework for blather skypes here. I, what, what I want to do is if you could cover anything in chocolate that isn't 
it doesn't already come covered in chocolate, what would it be and why? That's what Ooh. we want to know for next week. Contact at universebox.com. Yes, please. Okay, but right now, that's next week. That's, that's what people week. are going to be writing in about next week. What are we excited about this week? We're offering up our recommendations in Suggestible. It never does. Absolutely never does. Okay, so as we often do for Suggestibles, uh, when we've both watched something or seen something that is super good and we, we're really enjoying, right? Uh, we, we, we're going to do a review. We like to do a review. We're doing a review of the second season of Fuller House, which came out last Friday. And we watched the whole thing this weekend. Pretty much in a day and a half. Uh, all 10, 13, 10 or 13, 13 episodes. episodes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. This is what we do with our lives, folks. This is what we do for you. But first of all, Anne-Marie, general impressions about it. Big puffy heart. You really enjoyed it. I really, really. I, I think it was better than season one. Definitely. Um, I think they let themselves actually have stories a little more instead of just playing on the nostalgia. Yeah, well, season one was really more of a reunion show. And it was this re- was more of a continuation. Right. It was a reunion show and it was going... Are they really letting us do this? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. <laughs> like, that's what it was. This was its own series with a couple of guest appearances. Yeah, yeah, which for I sure. I, I, I mean, I, I still could have used a little bit of the original cast members, but by by the same token, I was completely happy with what we got. Right. Okay, so uh, we kind of broke it down into a few favorites uh, for, mm-hmm. for this review. So, Anne-Marie, what was your favorite character of Fuller House Season 2? Max. Max. So, I love this little guy and how serious and very Danny he is. Um, he was one of my favorite kids. He was my favorite of the kids in Season 1. He's the um, DJ's middle son and definitely was again in season two. He reminds me so much of Stephanie in the original series from the way he acts and behaves and interacts with people. Really? That's like the tiniest little picture. Um, the Let's see. The original about being a kid, but also being a TV kid. Uh, it's a constant battle with his classmates, a struggle to be cool at the tender age of eight. And I absolutely adore <laughs> his relationship with Rose. Adore. And for Once Upon a Time fans, it's played by the little girl who played like little Emma mm-hmm. in the movie theater. Yeah, and uh, definitely, I I thought Max held my attention a lot more this season than he did in the Holy Chalupa season. The season Holy one. Chalupa. Uh, let's see, over in the chat room, uh, Monica says, 13 episodes, even with kids, did they watch it with you? No, no. we hid. Yeah. They probably could have watched it, and they have watched the, mm-hmm. a lot of the first season, actually, yeah. last week. But no, this was just chill out time for us. Okay, and as far as uh, my favorite character, I they, there was one episode, I think it was the Thanksgiving episode, right? Mm-hmm. Where they had Midlife Crisis Danny Tanner, and it was fantastic. I thought it was Christmas. Uh, was it Christmas? I, can't, I don't remember. It was one of those episodes. But uh, we all know what Bob Saget became after he left Full House and America's Funniest Home Videos. Mm-hmm. It, it was basically Him. Bob Saget now in Danny Tanner's house kind right. of thing. It, it was great to see him play that with the other full full house or fuller house characters too. Mm-hmm. I did think it was interesting that they did show him smoking a cigar, which is not something you would ever see on a primetime sitcom these days back in the day. And I mean, they even referenced this in the girl talk episode. Uh, they, they did storylines about getting pressured to smoke and they were smoking on screen for that. Right. But you wouldn't even see that in a modern sitcom today. So I, I just thought it was kind of interesting, but yeah, I, uh, Bob Saget with a gold chain around his neck being all like, yo, yo, yo. It was hilarious. Classic. Classic. It was hilarious. Okay. Uh, so, Anne-Marie, what was your favorite episode of Fuller House Season 2? <gasps> New Kids in the House. 
house. <laughs> so the new kids were totally in the house. And I loved this because Kimmy was very Kimmy from like the classic series. Because mm-hmm. I guess that's what we call it now. The yeah. originals, the classics. Uh, we don't get as much of that in Fuller House. The less full house. The less fuller house. Uh, because Kimmy's an adult. Kimmy's a mom. Kimmy has a job that she's actually really good at. Mm-hmm. Um, this was Kimmy going, ah! and being crazy to the new kids. <laughs> Sorry for screaming in the microphone for you. Yeah, um, apparently she has a, a history with the new kids that involves legal action. So that, right. that was And it was just, it was just really nice to, to get that. And also, new kids on the block! Mm-hmm. Yeah! They even got a, who was it, Donnie, yeah, uh, who's they a famous him actor now. They had him Skype in for an episode. Yeah, well, they recorded a video. Or for a second. Uh, but I, that was a pretty good episode. That was but a good one. My favorite episode was DJ and Kimmy's high school reunion. Right. Uh, basic premise of it being, you know, DJ and Kimmy have a high school reunion and they go to it. Uh, but I love seeing all the old characters from the original show, all the, the kind of mm-hmm. supporting characters that they went to school with the old show reappear here even though a few of a couple of them made no sense i'd say half of them are played by different actors no i think only one was no because i um what's his name uh i don't know uh the geeky guy the geeky rich kid uh he wasn't the same actor he was the only one not the same and the the girl too the caddy girl uh i santosi Kathy Santoni? Kathy Santoni. Uh, yeah, that was, was... Kathy Santoni ever in the actual series? I think she... Yeah, she was. Oh, okay. She, and so, so, so she was recast too, but they had a... You know, obviously Steve's a main cast member and they had, they had Viper and the whatever guy. Whatever. Uh, but uh, it did a great job, uh, uh, you know, conveying the difficulty in Steve and DJ's relationship and how it's been, been so hard for them to sort of come together. I, I there were a lot of really good Steve and DJ moments in it. Now, fair warning, I'm uh, hashtag Team Steve all the hashtag way. Team Matt. Hashtag, hashtag Team, team Matt. Team, team Steve Matt. is the team true. Matt. Season, I was like, oh, that's not going to happen. And this is the first episode that kind of gave me hope for them because it was the first time that you really saw. I mean, obviously. I guess she had picked him before the t- decision was taken out of her hands. Right. But that DJ still had feelings for Steve, like big feelings for Steve. I And, you know, so it gave me a lot of hope, even if Steve does get engaged in the Very following nice episode. episode. With DJ's help. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's a... Uh, I, I just say, you know, here's to those crazy kids finally reuniting romantically in season no. three. If not... Team Matt. If not, whatever. Whatever, dude. Whatever. Okay, uh, over in the chat room, let's see here. Uh, <laughs> a- Angel says, I need to watch that along with the million and a half other things I need to watch catch up on. True that. And Monica says, NKTOB for New Kids on the Block. Okay, last but not least, we're going to wrap up with our uh, favorite storylines from Fuller House uh, Season 2. Amory, what was yours? Okay, I, I, this, maybe this is more of an episode, another good episode, but it was kind of a storyline. Uh, when they got Girl Talk back together and Gia came back, just oh, like yeah. he was talking about the different um, guest appearances, mm-hmm. I love that they're doing it, but they're not overdoing it. Yeah, and instead of uh, pressuring uh, Stephanie to smoke cigarettes, she pressured to pre- vape. To vape. Please no which vaping. Which is kind of cool. Don't do the vaping. <laughs> um, the ser- let's see. The series has an opening for many to stu- I obviously didn't read your point. Nostalgic guest stars, and this is one of the best. I would love to see her on the show uh, at least a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like once or twice a season for, I mean, a little scene is great. Happy hour with Steph and Gia. Absolutely. Yes. Please sign me up. Because she, w- she was uh, sort of the 
bad influence on Stephanie for the original series, and now she's like a soccer mom who she's totally a soccer mom who like walks for causes. I do that. <laughs> um, no soccer though. Um, but yeah, I just really and it was liked... cool to hear them play. I, I saw the sign I again. I saw the sign. I also thought it was kind of interesting that they had DJ be the drummer. Uh, yeah. Well, they had to. Just to keep her in the episode, because I'm sure she probably has, like, she has to be in a certain percentage of the episode. Or, oh, I'm sure she, wasn't she does. featured in the original Girl Talk episode, I don't think. No, she wasn't. Well, I mean, because they keep doing these little flashy back things. Uh-huh. And it wasn't her, but, I mean, you got to keep it. In th- well, the, the rock band. Mm-hmm. She put the, she put these big stickers on. Yeah, because her her drumming experience was from rock band. Dr- dr- rock band playing drums on rock band, and uh, so she, that's how what she brings to the rehearsal. Yeah. Okay, but my favorite uh, storyline from the entire uh, second season uh, was uh, sort of the romance between Stephanie and Kimmy's brother Jimmy Gibbler. I, I really mm-hmm. enjoyed the ups and downs of their relationship throughout the series. It was silly a lot of the time, kind of goofy, kind of goofy a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. But after Jimmy confesses his love to Stephanie, oh. it sort of swerved and provided a lot of insight into the character of Stephanie and how she processed her mom's death, which was the inciting incident of the original series. It was an absolutely heartwarming character note, not just like a, oh, the whole audience goes, oh, sort of thing. You hear it, it? hear it. But it was actually like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. And that really makes this character kind of three-dimensional in a two-dimensional world. You, you know, know? The, they're giving the Stephanie character so many more, she has way more to work off of than anybody else. Definitely. She had, you wouldn't have thought it from the first episode of the first season, uh-huh. but she by far has the most depth and story of anyone on the show. Oh, for sure. For sure. I r- really enjoy Jody Sweden in that role. For yeah, sure. she's, she's turned her life around. That's for sure. Okay, so we're done with our review. Uh, yep. It's time to uh, rate it using an arbitrary scale. So, Amory, out of 1,050 Gibbler Gobblers, how many Gibbler Gobblers do you give this episode? 1,045. Why? And a, or not episode, but series. Series. Season. Uh, <laughs> series, season stuff. I loved it. Um, like you had said, it would have been nice to have a little bit more of the, mm-hmm. um, the original characters. I would have liked a few more seconds of that final scene with that new character that I'm not going to spoil. Yeah. Because that's actually a spoiler, mm-hmm. kind of. Um, I'd have liked, you know, five minutes. versus like 30 seconds Mm -hmm. but um it it was it's really good it's really really good oh for sure for sure what did you think Uh, william you know i i because of (laughs) the lack of the original cast members in several of the episodes i I, i'm gonna give it a 1025 gibbler gobblers but again i thought it was really well done if you like the original series you'll like this and I, I mean, there were so many great little guest appearances and sort sort of like uh, tie-ins to the original series. One thing we didn't mention was that uh, Alan Thicke, who passed <gasps> away this week. Oh, played, and that was so heartbreaking. Had, had a really good turn as a character named Mike. Mike here. Mike here. Uh, Mike that, here. That, that was really funny, uh, really well within his wheelhouse, and got a lot of chance to uh, interact with C- Candace Cameron Burr, who is the sister of of the actor Kirk Cameron, who played his son on Growing Pains, his most famous series. So. Right. And it was just, it was exceptionally heartbreaking to have like watched this and just seen that episode and like two days later, yeah, he, passed, he away. passed away. Because, you know, when he stepped on onto the stage, I was just like, oh, whoa, I haven't Yay! seen Alan Thicke forever. Right. And, and then it was like, oh, man. Oh, no more seeing Alan Thicke. But, but uh, over in the chat room, Angel T says, especially if you consider Jody's journey. Right. Uh, For yeah, Stephanie. Because she's had a very hard personal journey. Right. 
I I think they even referenced that once in this episode because she's reading a book about a, a kid star who's become an adult star, and she's she's like, I'm glad it's not one of those stories about a kid star who falls on hard times or something mm-hmm. like that. So they kind of reference that in the show, but Fuller they, House, they do that a lot. Fuller House season two, awesome. Go watch. Can't it. wait until season three. Yep. Okay, so now we've we've blathered enough, Anne Marie. Mm-hmm. We can't de- wait to hear your blathering. Let's hear what our listeners have to say. And blather <laughs> Okay, now as always, uh, you can uh, email in, call in, <laughs> contact us, contact at universebox.com. Our Twitter is at universe underscore box. The Facebook group is facebook.com slash group slash universe box show. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Your two homework assignments for this week. One, let us know what you want dipped in chocolate. Mm. Two, let us know what your plans are for Christmas because next week is our Christmas episode. So <gasps> Yes, please tell us what you're doing for Christmas. Sense. That'd be fantastic. Definitely. Uh, but we did get one blather Skypes in this Yay, week from, from Angel. Angel. You want to take it away, Amory? Yes. Oh, there we go. Okay. Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie. So first off, I'm going to provide a recipe for one of my favorite pastries that I occasionally have during my summer vacations. Every summer, my family and I go visit my dad's side of the family up in North Dakota. Oh, in North Dakota. <laughs> um, and my aunt tends to make a lot of desserts, pies, cakes, rolls, cookies, etc. Um, though the one the, the, that is made the most and usually comes home with us are caramel rolls. So here's a mm. version of a caramel roll recipe. Should you ever want to try it out, I shall be adding that to my repertoire. Yeah, and we'll have that uh, link like, in the show notes at universebox.com too. Mm-hmm. Uh, now for my favorite old time Nickelodeon show. How on earth could I pick just one? Nick was my childhood and I loved the programming that ran in the 90s to early 2000s. If I had to choose a favorite live action show, it, w- it was most likely all that. The first six seasons. <laughs> Though I also liked many of the game shows. Legends of the Hidden Temple was my favorite. Mine too. Um, and shows like Are You Afraid of the Dark and Clarissa Explains It All. Mm-hmm. As for my favorite animated Nick show, I would have to say my favorite is Kablam! Which featured a variety of different animated shorts, each with their own particular style. I have no idea what that show is, so Kabla- aging myself. Yeah, it, it was basically just like a compilation. Well, uh, I've gathered yeah. from her description. It had like a Prometheus and Bob was is one I can remember, and a few other interesting regular segments. It, it was a good show. Good times. Good show. Good times. All right. Finally, Action is- League now was another one. Okay. Finally, here's a quick note that is relevant for tonight's show. I am excited for the Gotham City Sirens movie. Quite honestly, Catwoman, Poison Ivy, and Harley Quinn are three of my favorite characters or members of the rogues gallery in the (laughs) Batman universe. While sadly my knowledge of the DC comic book universe is limited, I am still looking forward to what Warner Brothers has in store for this movie. Can't wait to hear what you've got for us tonight. See you later in chat. I thank you, Miss Angel. Thank you very much, Angel. Yeah. And uh, like I said, you know, something you want to dip in chocolate or Christmas uh, plans, contact at universebox.com at universe underscore box, facebook.com slash groups slash universe box show. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Over in chat, Monica says, going to date myself, uh, but you can't do that on television. I don't know. I uh, know that was a good one. I that show. I really enjoyed that I hated show. It. It, the funny thing about that show is that 
it that's where Nickelodeon got the whole slime thing, which became such a big part of their brand identity. Mm-hmm. And it was really stolen from this Canadian show they bought because they needed something to fill the tide, the yeah. airwaves with. Uh, so kind of an interesting story there. I do recommend, uh, it's an audiobook and a, a regular book oh, too. It's yeah. called Slimed, an Oral History of Nickelodeon. If you want to learn the story of uh, Nickelodeon, it's told by the people who created all, all the shows and acted on the shows and everything else. A really good uh, book if you want to pick that up. There's another uh, suggestible for you. Yeah. Okay, uh, so now, as always, we're going to wrap up with some takeaways here. Uh, first of all, Mike Nod here, Rip Allen Thick. Uh, plum wine is plum crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dylan McKay makes a mean burger. Hopefully. And not even Yeezy can outperform Mozart. Okay, so uh, Anne-Marie, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Simone. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can follow all of the podcasts we do. And in about two minutes here, you can find me up in front of the bathroom mirror because I'm ripping these contacts out of my face. <laughs> They've been in there for about 14 hours now, and that's uh, just a little bit too long for day three, I think. Yeah. Okay, so I think that's going to do it for this week. Join us next week for our big Christmas, Christmas special. episode Yay. slash patron hangout. We hope to see you there and in the hangout. We'd love to have you. Totes. If you're a patron uh, on Patreon, patreon.com slash universe box, we will be posting a join link uh, right, right after we we, yeah right after we get done with uh, the main episode and we're moving into the hangout so hope to see you there if you have a webcam you can join us yes please uh, but you know what until next time remember, remember to, to think, think outside, outside.